I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Big Vets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by BetMGM. This is the Week 13 College Football Betting Recap. I'm your host, Stucky, and joining me, as always, is Colin Wilson. That's it. The regular season is over, as we know it. It's over. Thoughts? Sad, happy, exhausted? What's going on, Colin? The real work now begins, right? Because we have coaches on the move. We have transfer portals going on. We've got uh, Miles Slusher leaving the Razorbacks saying he didn't quit. Pittman says he quit. I mean, we got we got drama opening up everywhere. And I had an overall green winning day. But I bet you, I haven't listened. I bet you these voicemails are really want to concentrate on just one game. Yeah, I think I listened to the first half of them. It's just a roasting of you uh, on Ohio State game. But Look, let, let's talk about the before we get into the voicemails. The overall college football playoff picture. People that don't want to expand the college football playoff because the games will become less meaningful. Okay, well, if USC loses next weekend, we're arguing over Ohio State or Alabama in the college football playoff. That's probably what it's going to come down to. Alabama with two losses lost their two most meaningful games of the year. Ohio State just lost their most meaningful game of the year. And now we have a conference championship weekend full of duds in terms of casual playoff, not futures and betting. But expand it. Make next weekend fire no matter what. And we have more games. We don't have a month break in between meaningful games. This is ridiculous. Like now, now next week, the only game that matters, I think that matters. I think TCU's in regardless. I think Michigan is in regardless. And I think Georgia's in regardless. It just comes down to USC beating Utah. They win, they're in. If not, we're arguing over Ohio State or Alabama again. It's ridiculous. These people that don't want to expand. Tough, tough look for them this year. Any thoughts there? I'm just glad TCU is actually going to be in. No Ohio State bumping them out. At least we don't think. I think I'm really excited about conference championships from the point of like at least half the games. I've got a futures ticket heading into. But at the same time, there's no deliverable from a national perspective, right? It's pretty much sewn up. Yeah, it's just if USC wins or if not, we are back to arguing Ohio State or Alabama. Oh, gross. But anyway... Yeah, you got your Utes in. Did you say Utes? Yeah, Utes. Well, Oregon, road Bo Nix, let me down. And then, oh, my God, Washington State at night. Get a stop. I mean, Washington carved them up. I, what are they, 19 or 20 on third? I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't watch the third down anymore. 
every single third down attempt was so easy for them. I think they finished with like there was one call I was mad about, and then I look at the box score this morning, and I'm like, I can't really be mad about Washington State and some call when they had when Washington had 705 yards of offense, and I think they averaged 10 and a half yards per play. Holy moly. I wasn't going to victory lap my Utah ticket getting in after you and I had the Utah-Oregon back and forth like six months ago. But uh, was Unreal. Uh, yeah, you know what ended up getting Utah in is their backup quarterback coming through on the road at Washington State. That was a ended up being a huge win for them. Yeah. Um, all right, let's yeah, let's just get into the voicemails and then uh, we'll go from there. And uh, yeah, I believe we're doing a, we're, we're doing a new BCS this week. I think it'll be the final one. And then obviously we'll have our conference championship preview. There's no weekday games to cover today, but anything we like early, we'll talk about on the new BCS, which will be out Tuesday morning. And then we will go through every single conference championship game on the preview later this week. So uh, let's get into the voicemails. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bats on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. Utah State catching 17. Down five, minute and a half left on the Boise nine. Fourth down. Interception. Boise goes down. All they got to do is run out the clock. Minute and a half left. 91-yard touchdown run by Boise. Kicks it. Utah State, all they got to do is not throw a pick six. What do they do? Pick six. Boise up. 19. That is dead. Except Utah State gets the ball at the 40-yard line. And what do they do with the last 30 seconds in the game? They just run out the clock. F*** them. F*** the Aggies. It's been about four hours now since Utah State, Boise ended. Thought I'd calm down a little bit. But God damn it. How in the absolute f***? You can't cover goddamn 17 f***ing points. God f***ing damn. I've been doing this a long f***ing time and I've never seen anything quite quite f-ing like that one. Unfucking believable. F- Utah State. F- the f- potato f- and f- me. I'm going to park in the club lit parking lot and take a nap. Wait for them to reopen for the season. Uh Utah State, yeah. The I don't know. I have to I I didn't have money on it, so I can't I can't say which is worse. I had money on the belt bowl. That was the first thing that came to my mind, and I tweeted out right away. I said, Belk Bowl vibes in this game. It could be worse. I don't know. I need someone to tell me who had money on both, the Belk Bowl and that game, which actually hurt worse. And you got to take a couple days. It always hurts. Whatever bad beat you have at the time is always the worst you've ever had. But that is as bad as it gets. You are almost going to win outright. This is the same thing that happened to the Belk Bowl. But you're even catching more points. And then they break a 91-yard run with the quarterback down the sidelines. No, you're still good. You're fine. It's okay. Pick six. Holy moly. That's as bad as it gets. I think what adds to the drama is that I had a Utah State under win total, and that was for the win total too. I thought Utah State was going to put it in and win that game, and then they didn't even cover They didn't even cover, they didn't cover 17. They didn't yeah. even cover. Uh, yeah, study. If you had that, that's one that will just stick with you. It'll be on 
uh bad beats van pedal have it um it might even like make the montage that'll like for next year when they redo the montage brutal if you had that i'm sorry it sucks it's the worst it's part of the gig you just got to eat it and you know you have a a bar story for life uh if that's any consolation all right moving on hey calm hey stuck i was listening to the podcast uh wednesday night and i heard you guys mention the absolute free money that is the kentucky unders every week well, I feel like you guys are disrespecting a little Mountain West team in Colorado State, the Rams, who have finished the season 12-1 and on the under. Just an impeccable feat for a team that absolutely sh** the bet every year and at least is guaranteed three or four wins. Yeah, I mean, by the way, Kentucky went under again. Didn't bet it this time. Should have. I don't know how, I don't know how Colorado State's 12-1 and of the under. Don't they play 12 games? I think Kentucky's 11-1 under that, and they went over by a half point in the game. I think Colorado State, who was a covering machine towards the end of the year, they started to figure it out. Yeah, they might be 11-1 to the under as well. New Mexico, man, I, I'm so happy no one has to watch that offense again. Holy moly. I, I, does that team ever score any points? Their their quarterback went 12 of 27 for 62 yards. They had 35 carries for 71 yards. Total yards, 130 they averaged 1.9 yards per play in New Mexico. Good Lord. Yeah, Colorado State was a great under team all year. Uh, and, yeah, Kentucky went under again. I'm sure we're going to get to this, but the ACC is a fraud. Fraud. <laughs> another another example, Kentucky beating Louisville and covering. Your, your DJU, where did DJU go? 8 of 50. Lose to, lose to Clemson. I mean, lose to South Carolina. I think we got some Gamecock callers. Florida, give, with all their backups, gives Florida State a run. I mean, the ACC, you can't pay me to bet them during bowl season. But we'll get to that when we get some calls. Moving on. Colin, holy fucking shit, dude. You had Iowa projected minus 11 and a half. They're fucking losing by 17. How terrible can you fucking be? I'm tired of these, oh, I projected this. And then it fucking goes 20 points the other way. This is fucking bullshit. How long into the season are you going to take to fucking realize that your projections – don't fucking work. I'm tired of losing on this bullshit. Stuck. I'm following you the rest of the year. So I'm supposed to have a projection of Nebraska minus 17. I, for everybody out there that doesn't understand, a power rating is just a starting point. It's to identify where your marker is versus the market. And if you put enough work in the box scores, usually it plays out pretty well. Now, I can't cap motivation. I can't cap Mickey Joseph, players wanting to show up for that. And I can't cap Ferenc shit in the bed when you could have won the division. But I mean, what is, is your logic telling me I should add Nebraska minus 17? Doesn't compute. <laughs> I'm just happy we don't have to watch Iowa. We at least have a quarterback that can complete a forward pass in the Big Ten Championship playing Michigan this year. Holy moly, Iowa. Embarrassing. I drove from my little apartment, my little shanty in Lake Charles down to the golden nugget to place a little money line parlay and I of course included Ohio State you Colin you I hope Georgia kills Michigan in the college playoffs what was that man what was that I was told all week oh I never felt so good about Ohio State minus seven Michigan can't cover and and man they can't cover in zone CJ Stroud's gonna shred them apart no boy corn. They can't throw. What was that? That was a fucking ass beating. I mean, that wasn't even that wasn't even competitive in the second half. I mean, I, I, it is what it is. Michigan owns 
Ohio State, Stucky and Colin, I own you. This message is especially for Colin Wilson. I couldn't have been happier when I heard you read all your stupid fucking analytics about Ohio State would crush Michigan and take your face out of the fucking book and watch a football game for once, you fucking nerd. Colin, you wishy-washy motherfucker, you. This is the side, Michigan. Michigan plus eight, that's actually nothing. I just took it just to be safe, you know, and then and, and, and Ohio State minus seven and a half. That's the f***ing. Dude, this is the second time this year. He did this with Texas A&M and Miami, Florida, and your little preseason look-ahead game of the year lines with Texas A&M minus six, whatever the f*** it was. And then the week of, actually, by my numbers, based off my projections and my spreads, it was Miami plus six as a spread. Dude, what the f***? Just pick a side. Pick a side and just go with it. Go with your gut. Just go with your gut next time. You might actually win some money in this game. Yeah, I took a Miami plus nine game of the year. And then during the week of the game, I took Texas A&M minus five. And then the game landed seven. I don't understand why people are so hung up on that Texas A&M Miami game. Now, what's going on with Ohio State? They didn't take any shots downfield against zone coverage. It was there. It was some of the worst offensive play calling I've ever seen. The defense didn't adjust. They decided to blitz six every single time while J.J. McCarthy was throwing it 30 yards downfield. Like, do you think Jim Knowles should have, after like one or two drives, been like, shit, maybe I just send four and and sit back a little bit because we are getting burned. No, they didn't do that. They kept sending blitz. Jim Harbaugh schooled Ryan Day. He schooled everybody that thought that they were this little ho-dunk offense that couldn't throw it downfield. I mean, give props to Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I had Ohio State. I was in my round, Robin. I, I was wrong on them. You know, Ryan Day was awful. He That field goal, the cowardly punt, if Michigan did have a couple like 80-yard runs late to break it, it seemed like Ohio State quit. But Ryan Day, in every big game, man, I think I was saying that earlier this year, like I just have, anytime Ryan Day has been in a big game, he, he always disappoints me from compared to my expectation, like adjustment-wise, decision-making-wise, being aggressive when you should, he's not. Just another dud from him. And Besides the Justin Fields-Clemson game, they've choked on so many big games underneath him. Yeah, and even when they win big games, like, you know, semi-big games or big games, like, I'm I just not impressed with the decision-making or the adjustments. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Harbaugh was – I'm not saying he's – Ryan Day's done with the Ohio State fan base or he can't – like, Harbaugh was done at one point, remember? Like, Michigan fans wrote him off. Remember, we, we we were like, he's not the guy, and he's turned it around. So I'm not saying Ryan Day can't turn it around, but it seems like uh, the fan base is uh, getting a little fed up. Michigan wins outright. South Carolina wins outright. Great f-ing way to start my Saturday. Two losses. Colin, you can go f- yourself, you f-ing prick. Come the f- on. Holy sh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How about them Gamecocks? Hell of a season. I'm f***ing hammered right now, and all I'm going to say is go motherfucking cock. We f***ing beat Clemson. We beat Tennessee last week. I mean, what more can you want? I'm in heaven right now. And all I got to say is go motherfucking Cox. It was always Cox plus 14 and a half. It was always Cox money line. And it is and will always be Clemson. Let's go boys. How about those fucking Cox boys? Clemson is a fraud. This is the end of the Dabo and the Clemson era. The Cox are about to be on top. Let's go. Stuck, you've been phenomenal this year. Colin, on the other hand, I can't stop going back to this is a DJU podcast. What was he, 9 of 30 today? And it was your best bet. What, 14 and a half? 14, it doesn't matter. Goodness gracious. Did you have a DJU Heisman Trophy future? I'm trying to figure out what was worse, that or the Desmond Ritter ticket you were holding and bragging about last year. Anyway, later. Yeah, I was holding a Desmond Ritter 30-1 to to get to New York, not to win it. Thank you. Let's talk about Clemson. They are frauds. The ACC is awful. DJU does not get to 100 yards passing. I was watching that game. South Carolina drops a pick six to start the game. Thrown right to them. Next possession, South Carolina throws a pick six. I said, this game is over. There is no way South Carolina's competing. I, I don't know what Clemson was doing. I don't know. First of all, why why not make a change? Why not make a change at quarterback, Dabo? Just completely out of touch with reality. It wasn't working. Yeah, DJ finishes 8 of 29 for 99 yards. 99 yards against South Carolina and ends their season North Carolina, by the way, loses to a four-string quarterback at home for the second week in a row. I mean, the ACC title game is – talk about a, a matchup that we've known for weeks that has lost all of its luster. Jesus. Any early thoughts on that game? No, I mean, Clemson finished with a 77% post-game win expectancy, but nobody wants to hear math on this podcast. I mean, they weren't the right what side for minus 14, though. I mean, do you have any thoughts on on look ahead line next week? Yeah, I think it was out at out at seven. Clemson, North Carolina, which my initial thought is the over. I don't know how you just don't pound the over. I can't see how this isn't forty forty in the fourth quarter because neither of these two teams can defend the pass. I don't know who shows up. Like, I guess they both. This is a tough one to handicap. Like Clemson, I guess they want to win the ACC title, so I guess both teams will show up. But man, like, talk about finishing the season with a dud, especially Carolina. Carolina loses at home to Georgia Tech. And their four-string quarterback. Then they lose to NC State and their four-string quarterback. And the, yeah, and like the offense has gone away. We know North Carolina can't defend, but now the offense is struggling. That game's a mess. Um, oh, we'll have to dig deep into that one later this week. All right, moving on. Watching the this first half of the Oregon State Oregon game, and I'm just, I'm just sitting here wondering what why, why do college coaches hate points? Just take the damn point. Oregon goes down and gets the field goal range twice, goes forward both times on fourth, gets stuffed. 
Oregon State does the exact same thing at another time. Why do these coaches fucking hate points? You you win the game with points. Man. Bo Nick season in full effect. I don't understand how to blow a 21-point lead to a team that has only completed six passes the entire game. Six passes the entire game, and you blow a 21-point lead in the third quarter. God, Oregon sucks so much. That game was frustrating. Yeah, someone with a Oregon future. What a roller coaster that was in the Pac-12. Uh, Utah, your Utes end up in there. They were like just in the background chilling. And then they're just all of a sudden Utah's in the back. Well, Tavian Thomas is already <laughs> Tavian Thomas has already like left the team, right? He's it's, already started his postseason. It's just the most Pac-12 shit ever. Uh yeah, Oregon fucking Ben Goldbranson goes six of thirteen for sixty yards. <laughs> no touchdowns and two picks. And Oregon blows a big lead. <laughs> inexplicably. Inexplicably. Yeah, that's that was a bizarre one, and uh, it was so annoying. And then I was like, "All right, you know what? Oregon lost. It's fine. Washington is going to lose tonight, and they dominated." Uh, the only game uh, I'll say we could do best call, worst call, bet regret now before we finish the voicemails. Uh, you know, I I didn't really have any games that I thought were unjust results. The only game that I was really mad about was Notre Dame. Like, God. Again, with USC getting another fumble, again, like a fumble that just you, you, Notre Dame drops on a handoff. And, of course, it falls right into USC's lap. Two-nothing turnover margin again. They missed about 30 holding calls and illegal, illegal eligible, ineligible man downfield. And Notre Dame averaged, what did Notre Dame average? Seven yards per play? Felt, the game felt to me was a complete coin flip. Notre Dame averaged 7.8 yards per play. USC 7.1. Yardage was 430 to 410. Coin flip game. What decided it? Another bounce that USC got. It is getting to the point where it's like, how many times can a fumble bounce one team's way for the whole what are they? They're plus 23 now in turnover margin. The next best team is plus 14. So that one sucks. But that regret would be Vandy. Good call by you on Tennessee. I once Tennessee came out and took a lead. I was like, whoops, this one is over. Uh, best call be JMU. Played them live, too. They rolled. Worst call, we'll say Iowa State. We got 62 fucking points. Credit to TCU. How about you? Best call, worst call, bet regret? Uh, best call to Tennessee and TCU. I mean, both heavy favorites. You know, I think Tennessee was another one of my best bets on the show, but we didn't get any phone calls about that. Hey, this is Matt. Uh, we actually did get a lot of phone calls about him, but we uh, we don't play those because nobody wants to hear nice voicemails. They want to hear voicemails where you guys get called pricks. Uh, worst call, I don't know. I'll throw Ohio State in there. Had a bet on Miami. Uh, sorry for those of you that tailed that in the action app. From a bet regret perspective, I didn't have enough money on James Madison. Holy shit. I mean, they were too excited in the first quarter, and then they just laid into him. That was an absolute trouncing in a team that was in their Super Bowl spot. Yeah, once uh, Todd Santeo settled down, it was like he was high on everything. That game was oba. That was a great way to start the day. Shitty finish for me. All right, moving on. Let's finish up. Uh, guys, I uh, just I just got back from a long day. I got back from the doctor and, and walked out, and I, I got something going on. You know, what, you know what I told the doctor? I, uh, I told him to bring me my mother 
Minerals, baby. Minor Nation, let's ride. Stucky, you were diving in the trash again, buddy, and I thought this time we were hitting gold or diamond. Holy f***, UTEP. 24 or nothing? I'm just glad I had a little bit on the spread, but... Then, Colin, I took your pick with Boston College. Put a little bit on the money line. I don't know how I can't keep doing this, man. That's why we love college football, boys. A miracle cover by the Boston College Eagles. Dead in the water with about a minute and a half left and somehow miraculously covered to win the game. Second off, Tom, I don't know how the f*** are you going to take Colorado plus 29 and a half. While you're listening to this, go to the box score. Check out Colorado's November, okay? And tell me how they just didn't give up after the loss against Arizona State. Whoever makes the Pac-12 schedule literally hates Colorado. How do they give them literally murderer's row of just Pac-12 members? <laughs> and they didn't cover a single game. Literally quit in November and didn't cover a single game against the top four opponents in the Pac-12. crazy. First, Colorado schedule just from start to finish. One of the reasons I was on their win total under it was vicious. Like TCU was there. They played TCU out of conference. Air they played Air Force was their only non-power five game. But uh yeah, the I will say UTEP Minor Nation. We're talking Minor Nation. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso. Picks up. Got us the cover. You know what sucks is UTEP didn't win. I, th- I can't I believe UTSA came back. Yeah, UTSA. I know. We can't they- bet UTEP in a bowl now. That sucks. But the pr- one, a proud moment for me in the Action Network app, UTEP was the most tailed bet in the history of the app. How the hell is that possible? You know, when you hit like a plus sign, UTEP in a regular season college football game. I love it. Minor Nation. Yeah, you got the cover with BC. What the hell happened in that game? I wasn't following it. I thought BC was – I had BC in the round. Robin, I think we did in the show. They were winning. Mm-hmm. There was 40 points in the fourth quarter. It was 10-6 going into the fourth, and the game went over. What the hell happened in the fourth quarter of that game? Were you following that game? I was, was I, I was watching the game. I mean, it was back and forth, and then uh, and then Syracuse took the outright lead, and I didn't. we weren't going to get the cover, and then there was a backdoor, then there were two fights on the field, and then Dino was stealing the Syracuse flag because the players were trying to plant it at the 50. Boston College got, you know, pissed off about that, tried to fight him. Dino what? ran the flag off the field, and then they started having a second fight on the middle of it at the 50 that Dino had to come back and separate. No way. Yeah, go it was the wildest thing ever. It was on like R. It's on. It was on like RSN or some random channel. So I don't think a lot of people saw it. Yeah, I'm looking at this. BC was up 17-6 in the fourth, and then Q scored 26 straight. What the fuck? And then BC got in the back door. Oh my, this game is wild. And then there was fights, and I got to go check this game out. Syracuse trying to plant a flag for beating BC. Is that a new low for Syracuse, man? Wild game. I'm glad you got the cover. Looks, I mean, up 17-6 and you had to sweat that. All right, moving on. Stucky, are you kidding me? Oh, Iowa State, it's bad luck. They've got bad special teams, but they're okay. It's 40 point differential right now. You think they'd actually have a chance? And then, yesterday, as a Hawkeye guy, I got to look at you going, LOL, Iowa. And then today you tweet, oh, 
Oh, I feel so bad for Iowa State's defense. Like it ain't f***ing worse for the Hawkeyes. They lost to this horseshit Cyclone team. Are you kidding me, Stucky? Frickin' love you. Keep giving us winners, but f*** you. Uh, yeah, no, I... I... I, I've already laughed at myself before listening to this voicemail. They, they, that was my worst call. You know, I just said earlier, you have set 62 fucking points. Um, but yeah, you want to piss off somebody? Uh, tell them about Iowa State after laughing at Iowa when they're an Iowa fan. Um, and then try to tell them about Iowa State after they got their shit pushed in. Uh, TCU rolled. And uh, we got a cover against TCU last week, but for the most part, they own me. Shout out, Sleaze. Uh, you and me as well. Uh, TCU well-deserved winning cover. Iowa State was pathetic. And yes, Iowa State does have awful special teams. But they got, besides that, they got dominated. But holy moly, Iowa State special teams this year were so bad. So bad. Every time they tried out a kicker. What was that, Kansas game? They missed like five kicks. Uh, now, that didn't decide the cover, but their special teams are awful. Congrats if you bet TCU. Had TCU. They were clearly the right side. Oh, what a lost season for Iowa State. I said on the podcast, I don't think they can score more than 14. Are they going to score more than 14? They scored 14. So at least we were right there. Yeah, I didn't think TCU could get 62. Geez. Got, got, got to give credit to the Horde Frogs. Clear right size. Hey, Stuck and Colin. Been a follower for a long time. My first ever voicemail here on the last weekend in college football. And I just want to say watching this Notre Dame-USC first half is a bunch of f- bullshit. Just holding call after holding call after holding call after f- holding call. I still think Notre Dame's the right side. Get f***ing Caleb Williams to the ground. Jesus Christ. All right, guys. Love you. Keep up the good work. Caleb Williams is not going to be able to do this. Spin move, run back twenty yards, you know, curl outside the pocket crap that he does. Like you're not going to be able to do that against Georgia and Michigan's defense. Michigan just shut down every lateral move that Ohio State tried to do on the edge. And Georgia, we've already seen, like they'll suffocate you like a coat. Like I don't understand, Caleb Williams. This this moves that he does, this offensive game plan of getting flush from the pocket. That's that's going to be death in the playoff. Anyways, yeah. Also, they're not going to recover every fumble. Like, it's it's getting crazy. They missed a ton of penalties on USC. I don't mean to bitch about the refs because it's over with whatever. But the holdings on USC were out of pocket. I mean, and then the, the ineligible man downfield. Do you know how many times there was an eligible man downfield on USC that game? Like 50. They didn't call any, I don't think. Like, Caleb Williams running all around and then throwing it. There was so many. Oh, God. But, again, all, okay, that cover came down to the fumble. That was it. It swung the entire game. Of course, it, it, USC didn't cause it. Drop a hand off and it falls right into USC's hands. Yeah, 27 points in the fourth quarter didn't help my under either. Yeah. So I'm sitting here at 2 a.m. Eastern watching this goddamn Washington, Washington State nightmare backing Washington State because I have them in a three-team promoted parlay and I'm thinking of hedging or middling or whatever, but then I see Stucky and everybody and their mother has Washington State, so I decide, f- it, why not double down? And here I am watching this team with this great defense, and Washington is averaging 12 yards a play. Oh, nope, he just broke off a 57-yarder. 700 yards of offense. 700 yards of offense. 
703 yards. Absolute shredding. It was miserable. I was so miserable watching it. And then whatever they could get Washington, the few amount of times they could stop them on early downs, Washington was 11 of 13 on third down, and everyone seemed like it was so easy. They just did whatever they wanted. That sucked. Washington even had like 10 penalties for 110 yards. They had two turnovers. Washington State had none, and they still won 51-33. I really liked Washington State. It was one of my favorite bets of the day, and it was just flat out wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, Credit to Washington. They were just treader mode. But that sucked. It was a shitty way to end the night. Beep, beep, beep. Attention all gamblers. I'm starting a new club called the I-F***ing-Hate Colin Wilson's Best Fan Club. The requirements for this club are as follows. First off, you need to have projections that are so far off, you wonder why the f*** did I even think to bet this game because the final score is not even f***ing close to that projection. You need to bet some shitty teams last minute and then wonder why the f*** did I just place this bet. Both of them f***ing lost. Yeah, let's bet ULM and Colorado. Makes f***ing sense. And then the third is the final requirement is, yeah, let's go ahead, bet on a team early, got that early look ahead line, then let's double back, double the amount of money that we bet on their opponent, and then have their opponent get completely shit on by the team you initially bet. Anyone that wants to join the fan club, go ahead and join. Just let me know. I f***ing hate Colin Wilson fan club. Okay. It might be a little strong. We'll say strongly, strongly, just like either way. We already have a Clemson minus 7.5 bet for next weekend that he has projected at minus 10. Let's see if he doubles back on that. If he does, we know what to do. Take the initial bet. But this is also going against his projection of minus 10. So this will be an interesting one. All right, just letting you guys all know. Peace out. I guess I'm the only gambler in the world that doesn't arbitrage. I guess I'm the only one that's not, I guess I'm not allowed to have a three point window and take the other side. Right. I guess I just have to stick with my initial lean six days in advance and sit with it. By the way, Southern Miss, I think they needed, did they need to win to get the bowl eligibility? They have six wins today. Yeah. Southern Miss will be an interesting team in bowl season. I think they'll be motivated, but they are very matchup dependent. The game of the day for bowl eligibility was Georgia Southern App State. App State, they have six wins, but they can only count. They have two FCS wins, right? So they can only count one of them because they beat Citadel and Robert Morris. So they can only count one of them. So they only have five wins for bowl eligibility. Georgia Southern wins in double overtime, 51 to 48. They get to bowl eligibility. So I think that they're going to be a team that we probably look at as a maybe play on because the way that they got the bowl eligibility, you got to think that they're going to be excited to be in a bowl. Uh, very matchup dependent though. It's like, we're just going to throw, throw, throw. So we'll see who they get matched up with, but they jumped out to me as one of the teams that got the bowl eligibility on the final day in uh, a certain type of way on that. I usually like to back. Did you see anything from that perspective? Well, we know that UAB is playing Miami Ohio, right? And UAB was a play on team in bowl season for me. But the fact that they drew Miami of Ohio and Avion Smith, like UAB struggles with dual threat quarterbacks. So that was one team where it's like, yeah, I want to bet on them in a bowl. Uh, not against a dual threat quarterback. <laughs> All right. Before we continue, 
As a reminder, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. So kick off the new pro football season with the king of sports books. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION200 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. At the Conference USA, it was really interesting because Western Kentucky had to win. Whenever we talked about like what would happen if – but that game went to overtime. Western Kentucky won by one in overtime. And then North Texas, who they won, so they're going to go to the – they should have lost, though. They got outplayed and um, by Rice – and their backup quarterback, but North Texas ended up holding on. They'll play UTSA next week in the Conference USA Championship. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. The conf- Conference USA is a clusterfuck this year. I can't figure out anything that goes on in that conference. <laughs> I was just looking at the Florida International. It, it's done. Yeah, man. FIU. They 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 should have beat. I think they they should have beat Middle Tennessee. They had like 500 yards of offense. Yeah. Yeah. Like seven yards per play. FIU. I guess Rice is going to make a bowl. I, they're on their like fifth quarterback. I don't know. <laughs> There's two five and seven teams that can get in. That's UNL, according to Brett. That's the uh, what is it? That's uh, UNLV and Rice. Maybe App State will get in then with six wins because even though they only count five, yeah. Um, maybe they'll be a team because they they have a decent fan base. If you put a bowl near them. Auburn yeah, does Auburn get in with five wins? Maybe so. Well, they're the number Auburn. three. They're the number three, five and seventeen. It goes Rice, UNLV, and Auburn. So Buffalo has to lose for Auburn to have a shot. <laughs> Jesus, what a mess! All right, thanks for calling in. Colin, Colin took a couple on the chin, but he'll be okay. He's a, it's, a, it's a good sport. It's time for us to go to conference championships. Uh, we got. We're going to break down all ten. I guess we'll talk about Akron Buffalo. If I if I put a gun in your head, will you? Can we put it in the trash section? I am so mad I didn't play Akron. Man, I said I was going to play Akron against NIU, and uh, I wanted, but I wanted DJ Irons to play. Didn't matter. Undercover plays, and they just destroyed NIU. So we'll see. Yeah, Akron Buffalo. We'll have a trash segment. So it'll be Akron Buffalo, and then ten conference championships. Uh, what a what an episode we have! Two conference championships on Friday: North Texas UTSA, Utah USC, and then of course we have eight on Saturday. That's you know, sad in a way, but it's it's gonna be fun. Bowl season conference championship, but only eight games next Saturday. It's like 
we're winding down here. Oh, so we got Coastal Carolina, Troy, Toledo, Ohio, Go Bobs, LSU, Georgia, UCF, Tulane, rematch, Fresno State, Boise State, Purdue, Michigan. Can we get spoiler makers? Although I think Michigan's in regardless. And then Clemson, North Carolina. Try to figure that one out. Uh, so, yeah, it should be a good show as always. We will have the new BCS. We'll talk some more college football. We'll have final trivia of the season. Maybe we'll have an episode. I don't. Yeah, I think this is the final episode. And then we'll mention anything that we like early. And then Colin and I will break down all 10 later this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in, as always. Uh, Caller of the week. I'll give it to the Iowa guy for for laughing at me. Uh, for me say talk about the Iowa the Iowa State special teams when they lost by seventy. That was a great call. So your call of the week. Reach out to me, cash prize. Yeah, leave a review, five star review. Really helps us out. We'll do giveaways. But uh, thanks as always for tuning in. Thanks, Colin, as always for joining me. Thanks to our producer and to all of the audio and video team on the back end. And uh, thanks to you and our sponsor, Bet. MGM. It's time for us to go try and find some winners on Championship Saturday. Figure out approaches for hedges. Any early thoughts on a hedge you're gonna you're gonna take here, like Utah, USC? I know you have some. You have a, you have a, a bunch of features. I just have Ohio, so I got to figure out what to do. Unfortunately, Curtis' work is out for the year. We'll see if they can. I got to dig in. It's triple option offense. It's on tape now. I don't know. We'll see. But is there any any early thoughts you have on on any hedges you're going to have? Or no, I mean, I'm going to have a hedge on. I'm going to have a hedge on all of them. I I mean, at this point, we do this every season. It's really just a personal thing whether you want to let it ride. It depends on how much money you have in in play. If you're going to pull twenty grand on TCU ticket, maybe you want to put you know half that amount on Kansas State as an underdog, or maybe do it as a pl- – it's my decision. The next day I've got to make is whether it's a plus three bet that I'm going to make or if it's a money line bet that I'm going to make. But it's a personal decision, in my opinion, whether you just let it ride or whether uh, you chop it in half. But I can tell you with Kansas State, I'm absolutely chopping it in half. I've got to wait till limits get bigger on Monday morning, and I'm going to come in and probably play the plus three instead of the money line. And I would it. play the plus. Yeah. Not, well, last plus. week notwithstanding, TCU – and this game feels like it's going to be a close game. TCU plays in a ton of close games. This game feels like it'll be close. So getting the opportunity to hit both, I, I think is too good to pass up. I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas State wins outright. The way that they can control the clock and keep TCU off the field. I, I mean, TCU is going to get their shots, but that's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just saying if, if I were to hedge it, me personally, I would take the points instead of the money line. Yeah. But, yeah, I, my initial lean would be Kansas State, but TCU owns me, so... Yeah, we'll figure out hedges, things of that nature. We're going to go break down these games, and we'll catch you all later in the week. Cheers. Peace out.